0: Welcome to episode number 38 of the Grab Blogger podcast. We're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you create an online business about your research experience, about your expertise, about your research field, about the niche topic that you know everything about so you can create a profitable business and create meaningful change in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. This is a bit of a special episode. This will actually be the last recording going out in 2019. It'll be coming out on December 19th. Then I will be taking the Christmas break off, and the team will be taking the Christmas break off from production. And the next episode will be coming out January 2nd, uh, where we'll talk about uh, 2019 in, in review. So in this last episode, I want to talk about the things that I've learned this year, and specifically the things I've learned from the different books I've read. So my big goal this year was to read 24 books. This would be the most books I've ever you know read in one year. It comes down to, to a month. And that was what I, I set at the start of the year. And right now, I'm actually 22 books in. And it's been fantastic. I've learned a ton. I've been able to apply a lot of those lessons to my life, apply a lot of those lessons to my to my business. I really want to go through what my top five recommended books are from the year, from all this you know material that I that I read through. So in this episode specifically, we're going to talk about why is reading important to developing your online business. We're going to talk about what is the the best way to learn from reading. I have five tips here, and then we're going to go into my you know my recommendations and my top five grab blogger books. Four different areas, and specifically, we're going to talk about the best non-business book I read, the best personal development book, the best business philosophy, the best getting started book, and the best business growth book, so more advanced. Out of the 22 books I've read so far, and I'll probably read a couple more by the end of the year to get to my 24 goal, I've actually taken a break from books for the last two weeks because I've started a new research project. That's right, I'm presenting a paper at the academic conference that I used to attend during my, you know, my PhD degree, Uh, I submitted Abstract, I'm going to be submitting a research paper based on the work that I've done through my blog, based on the work that the team at DustX Research has done. Um, So I've been doing a ton of reading on that instead of, uh, you know, the traditional business reading. So I'll probably be doing that for the next month while I get ready to write that paper. Um, And I'm really excited for that. So that's what I'll, you know, I'll be reading for the next uh, couple of weeks at least, um, leading out to the end of this year. And uh, I will try to get two more books in there so I can hit my my, uh, 24 for the year. So again, in this episode, we're talking about why is reading important to your business, what's the best way to learn from it, and we're going to go through the five books that I recommend. As always, you can get the transcripts at grabloggercom slash 38 for this episode. We have a nice PDF download that you can get right there. Um, and as a bonus, we actually have the list of all 22 books that I've read so far, and we're going to put that as a cheat sheet upgrade that you can get at grabblogger.com slash 38. So if you're curious what the other books I read are, and I'm going to give them a little bit of a ranking, you know, no stars, one star, and two star. So you can add those to your reading list for next year. Then you can go with that cheat sheet there at this episode. So why is, you know, reading important to developing your business? Well, we're, a lot of us are academics. A lot of us are maybe professors or students. We're doing a lot of reading anyway. So we know that it's really a continuous learning process, I personally love podcasts. I listen to several podcast episodes a day and, you know, hours and hours and hours a week, but I also do a lot of reading because I find that the actual tactile feeling of reading a book, I learn a lot more. You're able to take notes. You're able to dog ear the thing, which I, which will get into my recommendations on what you should be doing, but you should be doing that sort of stuff. I, I, I suggest And just having the physical book, I I find for my personal circumstance, I learn a ton more. So I used to do audiobooks, but I just couldn't mark them up. And that, you know, left me in a lurch when I wanted to go back and reread the book or re-understand what I came across. So, you know, there's some reasons why reading is important to develop your online business, get you exposed to new areas. Um, You know, reading for personal pleasure is also a great thing to do as well. I generally only read a handful of books for personal pleasure when I'm, you know, away on vacation or doing something and trying to offload my brain. Most of the stuff I'm reading is on personal development and business systems. So then, what's the best way to learn from reading? How do you get the most out of it? So I'm going to go through five tips to do this. These are five things. That if you you looked at my personal library, which you may have seen on videos that I've done, it's it's behind me on the wall. My books have all these things in them. So tip number one is mark up your books. You know, dog ear them, um, write notes. I used to hate actually marking up books. I used to leave my textbook spotless in the first couple of years of grad school, um, and I, I realized eventually that you know this is actually helpful. Your brain doesn't absorb near as much if you're just reading and leaving them all pristine. So now I go totally the other way. My books are totally marked up, they're reread several times, there's notes to the margins. I find that a much more effective way to learn while you're reading, but there's actually more to it than that. We have some other tips and other ways that you can get the most out of your reading, but I will leave off with this one. There's nothing more personal and intimate than going and getting somebody to sign a book that they've written and they see that you have it all dog eared and that you know you have, you have notes in the margin. That means a lot to them. And I've actually done that in a couple of circumstances with some of my heroes um, in the online business space. And it's been really a neat thing to see that reaction. So that's tip number one, mark up your books. Tip number two, make a table of contents on the back page. I started doing this about halfway through this year and it has been amazing. So just once I'm done the book, instead of, you know, going, putting on the shelf right away, I take a couple minutes. I flip them to the back page and I just scroll through my, my dog-eared pages. If you don't know what dog-eared means, that just means the folded down pages. And just pull out some of the, Big, you know, lessons that I learned, some things I underscored and highlighted throughout that writing process and just put them in a table of contents in the back with the page number. So really like this concept, there it is. That's what page it's on. And this gives you, you know, one-stop shop if you want to look at that book later on the important concepts that you got. Tip number three is that recall and relation are more efficient than rote memorization. That's that's actually a tongue twister or a mouthful, but what I'm trying to say here is um, actually recalling details and understanding them in relation to your current circumstances are going to make them stick in your head a lot more than just trying to memorize something. You probably notice this if you, you, know, you study for a test. You say, I just read the book and read the book and read the book. You don't learn near as much as if you try to recall. So there are two things you can do here to help yourself understand the material and absorb the material from the books that you're reading better. One is to make things relevant. So on the back in this table of contents, I use a system of bullets, which are generally the main points. Um, numbers, that they're like core points, if the book has you know, a four-step process and it's lined out that way, then the bullets will be the the small items and the numbers will be the core points. And then arrows, and I draw a little arrow sideways and you know point to grad blogger, point to dust safety science, or point to my business or point to my life. And those arrows to me mean this is how this relates to my actual cir- circumstance. So for example, I read the book Ask This Year, there's a ton of notes in there about, this is the question I should ask the grad blogger audience, or this is the question I should ask the dust safety science audience, those arrows show me when I go look at the back page, oh, this is how this relates to me. The final thing I want to say on tip number three here is that when you put the book away then, take three minutes and just try to remember what you wrote down that page. That will lock it into your brain. You'll be able to remember for a lot longer time after that. Again, recall and relation are much more efficient than rote memorization. Tip number four is to take action. So pick one thing from the list of things you wrote down in the back of that book and take action on it right away. If you actually, so if I've done this for every book that I've had this year, it means I've actioned 20 things or, you know, 24 things. Uh, this kind of goes to a theory of, you know, if you get 5% better in life every week, that would be 1.05 and has a cumulative effect. So 1.05 to the power of 52 means at the end of the year, you'll be 13 times better than you were at the start of the year. And because it's exponential and cumulative, if you get 10% better each week, you're actually be one hundred forty be 142 times, times better. Um, just by the kind of simple math. So use, those of you that are in mathematics or engineering fields or you know aren't used to doing those calculations, it's 1.05 and 1.1 to the power of 52. And you'll see that you know it's having a small effect, but having accumulating like compound interest has this ginormous effect when it comes into the, the year. So pick one thing and take action on it from that book that you're reading. So those are the first four tips about the best way to learn from reading. Mark up your books, make table contents, make notes and bullets in the back and how they relate to you. Take action on one thing, and then the last thing I'd say is revisit important concepts at least once. So ideally, you'd wait maybe a month and take a look at that back page and see if you can remember what was on it. I don't do this typically. What I do is I have all my books I read this year in one shelf, and then when I go migrate them to the you know the normal bookshelves throughout. At the end of the year, I'll just take a look a second with each one and just think, okay, what do I remember coming from that book? And again, that recall will really lock in the lessons learned. You can flip open the page and say, hey, all these other things that I I remember, and these are things that maybe I forgot. And you'll find that you're able to pull that information a lot more routinely when you're going about your business and your life after that. So those are my five tips then on how to get more out of the books that you're actually reading. Those are the best ways that I learned. And really, this has been trial and error again. I'm not sure if it's scientifically proven, although I know some of them, you know, I've heard of, of concepts of why they work. But these are the things that work for me to help retain the most from the books I'm reading. It's also nice if you want to shoot a podcast episode about your top five books in a given year, because you can just flip through the back page and get the main points, which is uh, you know how I built this episode up. So that's it on the tips, end. I want to move into the top five books I read this year in these five different categories. So the first one here is under the category of non-business books. So I mentioned I read a lot of personal development books. I read a lot of business books, organization, and processes. This one's not under any of those categories, and it's Educated by Tara Westover. So Tara is a was the youngest of seven children, born to survivalists in Clifton, Idaho. Uh, and it really talks about her journey through childhood and how just, you know, messed up it kinda was. It, it's it's a pretty crazy book. It's really interesting. But the part that applies to academics is she went on to study independently, to pass her ACT exam, moved on to get an honors degree, a master's degree, and did a doctorate at Trinity College before coming back and writing this book. Really highly recommended, very interesting, very even emotional in some places in this book, the biggest takeaway that I took from this individual book was that the mind is extremely malleable. So Tara admits it at the start of the book and wrote that she remembers things from her childhood, she remembers things from her adolescence, and even her teenage years that she's not sure if they're actually real or which version of it's real. They have she's met with her brothers and sisters, I think she may have been the only girl. Now that I think about it, um, I've met with her brothers. And they remember the same thing extremely differently. Things like being very injured, being very burned as a kid in in accidents that they had in the junkyard, in their backyard. They remember who carried the person back to the house extremely differently. And she came to this realization that she can no longer depend on her memories to give the best history. So she tries the best she can in this book. And this is a, a real book, by the way, that she wrote about her life. But the whole point here is that the mind is extremely malleable. This is important if you're running a business or trying to do something in your life that's big because you kind of get to choose which truths are the ones that are correct in your life. So the past is really what you make of it. You know, everything that got you here might not be what's gonna get you to the next stage, but you do have a bit of control there. In her case, she didn't really have control because she wasn't sure which which version was real. But the question is, doesn't matter which version is real. If you take something that was negative in your life and put a positive spin on it and remember it positively, you may be able to move a lot further, a lot faster on forward in your life. So that's the the biggest takeaway I took from that book is that the mind is extremely malleable. Highly recommended book. Very, very, very interesting and definitely worth the read. The second category that I would talk about is the best personal development book. I put personal development in air quotes here because this may not be a traditionally you know personal development book, but it is around meditation and mindset and it actually helped me kind of focus in this area a bit. Um, it has to do with golf, which is a you know a pastime that I took up a couple of years ago. I tried really hard to get better at this year, and I'm honestly not sure if I did. But that's another story. So this book is called "The Guru in Your Golf Swing," and I can't say the gentleman's last name. It's Ed Henszarski. It will be in the cheat sheet there, or even in the show notes, the correct spelling of that. I'm not sure how to say it, but this is a really fun story. So it's half true in the sense that he was a golf instructor. He's a former PGA pro. He's actually from my neck of the woods here in Canada. He actually was my teacher a couple of years ago before he wrote this book, golf teacher. So I did do some instruction with him. This book is all about him traveling to the kingdom of Bhutan. Parts of the book are fictional, but he did actually travel to the kingdom of Bhutan. He did teach the children there golf. This is a remote kingdom, you know, way up in the mountains or something in in some country, or it is a country, I guess, but it's very remote, very far away, very attached from the rest of the world. And so he trains these children in golf, but he also learns Buddhist meditation by trading golf lessons with a world-renowned monk there. So after several months of kind of trading back and forth, the monk would give him lessons, then he'd give the monk golf lessons, culminates in the seven-day isolation retreat where he stays in the cabin. Um, They drop off food, so he doesn't worry about that, but he just meditates all day for seven days, and he has two hours to go in and and practice golf, um, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it's a really interesting take on, on this whole mindset of, of meditation, and then um, ties in the, the golf aspect, with I mentioned. So I really enjoyed this book. It was kind of fun. Parts of it are fictional. Uh, he didn't actually, I think, do the seven-day retreat, but there are parts that are real about it too, which kind of makes it even more interesting. The biggest takeaway from this book is, in the early chapters, he actually talks about this concept of changing your focus from the golf ball to the golf club, you have a lot more success. So a lot of people really focus really hard on the golf ball. You're staring at it. You want to hit it. You want to make it go far. You want to make it go over there. Um, really, you should be thinking about the club more than the ball. How does the club feel? How does your body feel when you're swinging it? And that will get you a better result at the end of the day. And what this is saying is really moving from being goal-focused to being focused on the present action. So if you're focusing so hard on the ball, if you're focusing so hard on the end goal of what you're doing that you lose sight of the actual day-to-day operations – you can get in a really hard spot with your business. So this was the big takeaway I took is focus more on the club, focus more on the feeling and on your body than on that goal, that ball that you're trying to drive 220 yards down the fairway. All right, so now we're going to move into the the more business books. The best business philosophy book that I read, um, it's it's one that's come up a couple times on my my previous best of books in previous years, is, is again, Tribes by Seth Godin. So this book is all around leading a movement, becoming a leader, you know, inciting a ruckus to use his words. Um, I read it at least three times this year. It's, you know, a nice, small, condensed book. Um, I usually read it at least two or three times a year whenever I want to do something big. I talked about this in the very early episodes of Grab Blogger, Grab Blogger episode three, causing a ruckus, creating the change you want in the world. And no matter where I'm at in my business, I find reading this book, no matter where I'm at in my business or my life, reading this book really has something for me for that time of need. Uh, so it's a, it's a very exceptional book. Uh, it's probably my most marked up book because I've read it five, six, seven, eight times. And the biggest takeaway is this mindset required to incite a movement, to cause a ruckus, to use his words. So this is the things that led me to my my goal for Dust Safety Science of having a year with zero fatalities in industries handling combustible dust by 2038. I was really nervous. And I talked about this in previous podcast episodes in the early days. I was really nervous about putting this goal into the world, putting this goal in the industry, being laughed at, being thought, you know, that that's just a dumb, stupid thing. When it turns out that if you are the voice that says such a big, audacious, hairy goal like that, and you you have the right mindset about it, you can incite a movement. And we're doing that today. Um, we're growing out a thousand-person conference, hopefully we'll be having in February. And that just wouldn't be possible without these kind of mindsets I'm learning from this book. Similarly, for Blogger, our long-term goal is to help a thousand academics Change the lives of a thousand people. And this will, you know, have the way I can impact a million lives throughout my work. You know, this is a, a lifetime goal. This is a 10, 20, 30 kind of year goal. And the mindset that you need and required to incite that kind of movement is what this book's all about. So highly recommended. As I mentioned, I've read it a number of times and, and I love this book and have no problem recommending it again as the best philosophy book of 2019. The best getting started in online business book this year is Superfans by Pat Flynn. And you know, by summary of this book, Pat's message is that building superfans in your business is just the most powerful way to become an authority. It's the most powerful way to build up, you know, this big mass of people behind what you're doing and you know, be able to turn that into a profitable business. So in this book, it's very tips, tactics, and strategies oriented, and it's a huge area. It's you know, I've talked about this back in Grab Blogger episode two for the three steps to build a community around your blog, about building these super fans. I actually did a blog post back when I was writing on the the lessons I learned from launching my research company. I actually use that same terminology. Building superfans is what allowed me to launch my business in 2018 at an industry conference. A um, very very important topic, and Pat Flynn does a you know a great job here. I actually interviewed, got a chance to interview Pat Flynn on this book in Grab Blogger episode 19: The Power of Superfans to Grow Your Blog and Your Business. And the funny thing is, I got that interview because of a superfan. And I won't mention his name here because somewhere somebody we've had on the podcast before, but I won't mention his name because I haven't asked him if I can. But he really liked what I was doing. Through a route that he had in his business, somebody reached out to him to promote Pat's book on their podcast. And he said, it really doesn't fill my audience, but I know this guy, Chris, he runs a, a podcast about online business for academics. It'd be a great fit. And I remember I was actually on a golf course in Ontario when that individual texted me and said, hey, I want to forward this thing through to you, but I'm not sure if it's a uh, or something you'd be interested in? Would you be interested in having Pat Flynn on Blogger? And I almost, no, I almost lost. It. I almost quit the game right there. He's such a you know big, crazy, important thing to have done. So I was really excited about it. So it was a super fan of my work that got me the interview with Pat Flynn on his new book, Superfans. So then the last book and the book I'll close off with is the best business growth book. So this is for people that are you know in an intermediate range or more advanced range in their business. They're already established and are trying to grow. And my recommendation on this one is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. So there's a lot of them that kind of jumped up because I've been reading a lot of these intermediate and advanced books, books by Jay Abraham, Brian Tracy, and Neil Rackham, and lots of other different authors in the business space. And again, you can get the list of those in the show notes at eight. We have a, a list of cheat sheets that you can get for the books I read in 2019. But this one came out on top. And the funny part is I was really resistant to reading this book. I heard about it several years ago. And I just didn't like the title for some reason and didn't like the name. So it kind of sat on my list for a long time. And when I read it this year, it was the exact book that I needed to read at that moment. So the kind of synopsis of this book is that small businesses, and you also think of online business this way because most online businesses are also small businesses, they go through cycles. And those cycles are dominated by the personal growth trajectory of the owner. You are the limiting step in the growth of your business. The only way to get your business to be bigger and better and to kind of grow it is to become better yourself. And he gives really specific guidance about these cycles and how you're going to go through them. So, the biggest takeaway from this book is that you will have to transition as you grow your business from a technician to a manager to the visionary within your business. And I was really feeling this struggle. I was doing everything in my business early on in the year. We had a you know a small team helping, um, and I really made able to grow by going to this mindset of okay, I need to move into being a manager. And then move into being the visionary for my business. How can we put better systems in place? How can we better function as a team? I actually spend the first four hours of my day on Monday just thinking about vision and strategy, rather of the business. I don't do any management. I don't do any you know real tactical technical work. I just sit there and think with whiteboards and say what where is this business going? What can we do to get there? So if you're feeling stressed in your current business. It might be because you're in the middle of one of these cycles. You're moving from the technician to needing to be a manager. Maybe you're moving from being a manager and needing to be a visionary. And this book is exactly what you need if you're in one of those ruts. So the rig- really big takeaway is that there's different skill sets that you may not have that you need to make these transitions. And it takes practice. You need to get out there and actually you know, take some bumps, take some bruises to be able to develop those skills to move your business forward. So say again, if you're stuck in your business, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not growing at the rate you want, you may have to look back and say, hey, am I doing the technician role where I'm running around doing everything in my business? And is there some other role that I can step into that'll help me grow into uh, making it something I want? And if you're going to want to grow this into a business where you're going to be self-tenured, where you're going to be able to make big change in the world, you're going to have to embrace these different steps. So that's my, my recommendation for the best intermediate and advanced book this year, even though there are a bunch of really good ones on that list that you can get at the show notes. So that's it for this episode of the Grab Blogger podcast. We talked about the top five books I read in 2019 in each of these different categories. talked about why reading is important to develop your online business. I gave the the top tips that I've learned from how to retain the most from books. These included marking up the books, making a table of contents on the back page, recall and relation is more efficient than rote memorization. So figure out how it relates to you. Um, Take a second, think about how to recall it. Take action on one thing from each book and review the most important concepts at least once. Ideally, this would be like a month after you read the book. Um, I wait till the end of the year and just take a look at each one before I put it at its new spot in the shelf and say, hey, what did this book introduce into my life? And that's how you lock it in. So that's it for this episode. My question for you is, what books did you love this year? What books did I miss on my list? If you have something that you really liked, you really loved, give it a shout out on social media, tag me at GrabLogger on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, it'd be great to hear what you're reading and what you're really loving in your business and in your life now. As always, you can grab the transcripts of this episode at grabblogger.com slash 38, a nice PDF download there. You also get that cheat sheet with a list of all the books, the 22 of them that I read so far this year, and see which ones need to go into your reading list for the next year. I mentioned this on the last couple episodes, but we are taking questions on the podcast. You can go to grabblogger.com slash ask. Ask your questions either through the text field or through the SpeakPipe option just leave a voice message and we will get back to you and actually answer those questions here on the podcast live. We've done a bunch of those episodes and they've been really well received and I want to know how we can continue to help you with building your online business as an academic, as a graduate student, as a professor, as someone with this really high level of expertise to make a high level of change in the world.